years and years and years and years ago, I'd have never thought this would be my favorite thing to do on a Friday night. This is good. So much better than things I used to do. Huh? Gets keeps me in so less less trouble too. Yes. And in fact, instead of getting you in trouble, it brings you out of trouble. Huh? It doesn't just keep you out of trouble, it brings you out of trouble. Keeps trouble from even getting to you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Proverbs three. We'll continue kind of on the same vein that we've been talking. We've been talking about being led and, and following leadings. And, uh, you know, there's so much uh, to being led by the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of love, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of peace. All these things are the Spirit of God. Um, you know, people say, well, I just didn't have a peace about it. Well, you weren't. that's good because the Spirit of peace leading you and you don't have a peace, then don't do it. You know, sometimes you go by as much what you don't hear as what you do hear. Amen? Uh, You know, people go and they'll stand in the grocery aisle waiting for God to tell them which head of lettuce to buy. Well, won't you pick up a head and then if you have a check, don't take that one. Right? You might be standing at the lettuce counter for a while. But but there there is a leading to everything. And even in the grocery store. And, and that's why he says walk in these things. In other words, live in them, abide in them, because there's a time where you may be getting ready to do something and all of a sudden you do have that check in your heart or you do have that uh, not knowing in your spirit that this isn't the next thing to do. And, and if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, you'll miss those things. And we'll end up in place. Anybody ever ended up someplace you knew you weren't supposed to be? Doing something you knew you weren't supposed to be doing? Huh? You know, even even when you thought it might have been God, right? But you didn't get, you didn't get, you didn't inquire. How about that? Remember when David he went it was he going against the Philistines one time? God told him to do it exactly this way, and he did it. Uh, the Philistines came in again. What did David do? Did he go back the same way? No, he inquired again. What's he doing? He's checking with the Lord. He's checking for a leading because. It isn't always the same. You don't want to, you don't want to get into assumption because that's not a leading. Amen? Or presumption is not a leading either. Amen? Proverbs 3 verse 5. Thank you, Lord. It says trust. That word means be sure, put confidence in. That's two good words, right? Trust. Put your confidence in the Lord with all your heart. You know, these are keys. You know, we we say trust in the Lord. No, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't just trust in the Lord. Trust in Him with all your heart. Because what what the world's going to try and do is divide your attentions. That's why God's an all God. Because He doesn't want you distracted by the world. He doesn't want you distracted by the things going on in the world or the wisdom of the world. Amen? Because you you could start watching some TV today and you could flip through channels... And man, by the time they, they finished, you would think that they knew exactly what they're talking about, and they don't. Right? God knows what He's talking about. And that's where we get our leadings, that's where we get our promptings, that's where we get our news. Amen? We get it from the Lord. And, and because, because He'll tell you exactly what's going on, or exactly where you need to do, be doing or responding in a situation. You know, there's too many people responding without a leading. You don't respond as a Christian without a leading from the Lord. 
As Brother Moore said, and I know I've quoted it recently, but I don't need a reason not to do something. I need a leading to do something. Amen? And that, that's a, that, that is key in the world we live in today because all people, you, me, others, it's too easy to get off track in, in wrong wisdom, wrong leadings, and be someplace you're not supposed to be doing something you're not supposed to be doing with no anointing whatsoever. Amen? People say, well, it's looked like a good thing. Good things and God things aren't always the same. Now, God things will always be good, but good ideas, you know, aren't always what God's telling you to do. And, and so you, you've got to still get that leading from the Lord. And, you want to, and, and the way we start with that is we trust in Him with all of our heart. He has everything that we are. In, in other words, I'm not looking for a different direction. I'm not trusting in something else. I'm putting my trust in the Lord. And it says, and then lean not to your own understanding. And understanding, that we're, one of the words for that, or yeah, understanding is wisdom. So lean not to your own. There is an earthly, sensual wisdom. Look at James. Just, we'll just flip over there real quick. Look at James 3. There's two kinds of wisdom. You know, people say, well, there's only one wisdom. No, there's two kinds of wisdom. Right? <laughs> One's not very wise, but there are two kinds of wisdom. In other words, there's two wisdoms leading people today. There are two wisdoms. There's the wisdom of the world and there's godly wisdom. And in James it says, it says this, this wisdom that descends not from above, in verse 15, 3.15, James 3.15, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Go to, go to 14 so we can make the verse actually make sense. How about that? But if you have bitter, bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This is a wisdom. This is an earthly wisdom right here. That it causes bitter envying and strife. How do you want to identify earthly wisdom? It's sensual. It's selfish. It's devilish, right? Even when it sounds like it's right, it has wrong motives, and it's not true. It'll have, you know, I'm going to use a professorly word. It's specious. It's specious. It has a ring of truth, but it's completely false. Amen? It, it, it is... Com- you, guys, you, guys gonna, you better watch me. I'm, I'm growing on it. Whoo, baby. It, it, and, and it's misleading. In, in, in what it's, it is a misleading because it rings of truth, but it's completely false. What they do is they take truth and they make it fit their narrative, if you want to use a good media word right now. They take just a little bit of truth and they fit it into their lie. And, and it's misleading. And, and not only that, is it can be misleadingly attractive. It can look like a great way to go. But it is the wrong way to go. And it will lead you down a path that will take you where you can't, find God because there's no he wasn't in it to start with and so you can't you're going to be sitting there saying God where are you he's going to say I'm over here come on back right? he said I'm over here with godly wisdom you followed something that wasn't me amen and we don't want to follow things that aren't here it says it says it says this wisdom that descends not from above it's earthly sensual and devilish in other words it it's 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 a feely wanty in other words, I'm going to give you some wisdom because I want to manipulate something out of you. Right? 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this sound good because I want you to follow me. And, and that's what it's trying to do. The world wants you to follow it. It wants you to go the direction it's going, think the way it's thinking, do the things it's doing. Why? Because it thinks it's right. It, it, you know, if you listen to these people that are talking out there today, they actually think they're right. And you know what? You've done things that you thought were wise that were not before you were saved and while you were saved. Because we all have flesh to deal with, and earthly wisdom is fleshy. It will flesh out, it will flesh in, it will flesh over. It's fleshy. right? It sleeps in every morning, eats what it wants to, and goes to work if it thinks about it. And then finds excuses why all that's okay. Right? Amen? Probably don't want to talk about it. eats what it wants to. Leave that part out. No, no earthly wisdom. We don't want any earthly wisdom. For what, and then and it goes right from that verse to, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. It's still talking about earthly wisdom. It's still talking about worldly wisdom. It causes envying and strife. It, or it's born out of envying and strife. Earthly wisdom causes confusion. It, it, you know, some people say, ah, I just can't hear from God. I don't know what He's saying. I'm so confused. You've been listening to something besides, usually it's you. Right? Every time I've noticed I'm confused, I, I, I think, well, now what am I hearing? And God says, you. <laughs> and quit listening to yourself and listen to me, and I'll, and I'll get you out of this. Amen? And, and, and cause we, you know, there's a lot of distractions out there, but you're your main distraction. Right? You are, we are all our own main distraction. The devil's not using a bunch of people against you because he's got you against you most of the time. So you don't need to do that anymore. You need to be led by the Spirit. Then the devil has nothing to work with. Because even when he brings a person to try to distract you, if you're, if you're walking in, in the wisdom of God, which is also the love of God, then you catch it immediately and you stay out of envy. You stay out of strife. You stay out of confusion. You, you stay away from these things that would take you to places that you, that are not God. Amen? And, and so, you know, go, the fact is, go back to where we were. Proverbs 3. It says, lean not to your understanding. In other words, what you're relying on the wisdom you're relying on or leaning to is what's directing you. So if, if I say, if, if God's telling me to do one thing, but I'm leaning a different direction, then I'm, then I'm responding to my own wisdom and not the wisdom of God. And so what he's saying, trust in me with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. He does, he does, leaning's a big deal. I've had, I've had one motorcycle accident in my life, and that was the one time I rode a motorcycle. <laughs> and if you ride motorcycles, you know that to turn a motorcycle, you lean. I didn't know that. Mike tried to tell me that. But I'm on a curve, and I'm trying to turn. Well, it's not turning because you don't do that to turn a motorcycle. You lean. This is like a bicycle or anything else. If you're going around a curve, you just lean. And it goes that way. I didn't lean. And so because I didn't lean, I dove <laughs> off a cliff. Which shows the Lord's merciful because He was telling me all along I shouldn't have been there because I didn't know what I was doing, but my pride wanted to be there. Nobody else has done that, so I'm telling you now I have. Don't do it. 
If your pride leads you, it will take you places that get you into situations that you're going to need the mercy of God for. And I'm thankful for that mercy that day. Because that's where pride will take you. It'll take you where only God's mercy can get you out. Amen? And because pride is is born out of devilish wisdom. And so we don't want to be led by those things. We want to be led by the the Spirit of God. We want to be led by the the trusting with all our heart in Him and and not to our own understanding. And then when we do it that way, we acknowledge Him. We begin to acknowledge Him in all our ways. You know, a lot of people think, well, yeah, I do this, this way. No, He's saying acknowledge me in every every point and part of your life. In other words, when you walk out the door, you acknowledge me. In other words, be listening to me. Acknowledge that I'm here. You know, sometimes God will say, did you realize I'm right here? To me. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Because we treat him like he's not. And he's right here. He's right here and he's right here. He encompasses us daily. And, and, and we, we have this thing like he's over way here and we have to call out to him to get him to come near. He's, he's so near to you, he's in your heart. Amen? And He's given us His Word in us at all times to lead us. He's given us abilities that, that unless we acknowledge them, they'll do you no good. I'll give, I'll give you an example. Uh, Ephesians 5. We talked about this last week. Ephesians 5, verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Dear children, dear children, follow their parents. Dear children, follow their parents. Sometimes when they, when I wasn't following my parents, I bet I wasn't very dear to them. Right? <laughs> Be followers of God as dear children. You know, one thing of difference between earthly parents and God is He's never failed you. Right? Now, your, your parents in this earth, they're great parents, but they're still human. Right? But they're not trying to fail you. They're trying to be, they're trying to love you and do the best they can. So we better be forgiving of all that too, right? You kids listening to me? Alright. Be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love. And I'll stop right there because that verse explains itself. And walk in love. Walk in love means to occupy in. To be occupied with. In other words, if I'm acknowledging God, I'm occupied with love because God is love. So love occupies my response, my reaction, and my thought to everything I see if I'm walking in love. Amen? And, and it's important because if you're not, if, it, if love's not directing your response, um, then, then it's too easy to become distracted and divided. Your, your attentions become divided. Why? Well, because they offended me. I love everyone, but they offended me, so I choose to be offended. You can't love everyone and be offended with them because you're now an oxymoron because you said, I love everyone, but I'm offended with them. Love doesn't get offended. Amen? It's not possible for love to get offended, stay offended. It can't stay offended because it didn't get offended. Amen? Uh, Just look at the uh, 1 Corinthians 13 in light of the verse we're looking at. And just in verse 5... It says, love takes no account, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, it takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. The wisdom of this world wants your attention divided. Because no man can serve two masters. 
if, if he can divide your attention and get you looking over here at what they did and get you over here looking at God's Word, then either you have to get rid of what they did and go to God's Word, or you have to get rid of God's Word and go to what they did. You can't have both. You, you can, and, and, and it's a big deal because when God puts things together, He puts them together for a reason. When He says, walk in love, when He says, follow God as dear children, and the very next words are, walk in love, He's saying, you'll be following Me if you walk in love. If you choose at any moment to discard love for just the moment, you've now distracted yourself from following God. And so if you're not following, you're not being led. And so, you know, it's, you, you don't wonder how we miss it sometimes, right? Because, because we grow up with the thought that it's okay if they did something bad enough for me to be mad at them. Right? If that were true, God would be mad at all of us. Every one of us, would be, God would be mad at us. And some people say, well, I've done a lot worse things than you. It, it doesn't matter. God doesn't have a little chart where he says, oh, uh, well, there's sin. And this, you know, these people are really bad. These people are only a little bad. It's sin is sin is sin is sin is sin sin. Amen? And we need to quit thinking of it on levels. See, that's why he's saying lean not to your own understanding. We understand things the way the world understands. If you do this, this happens. If you do this, this happens. If you don't do this, this won't happen. And actually, we won't say it that way. We say, if you don't do this, they won't do this for you. And see, God's not that way. He already did everything for you. You just aren't in a place to receive it when you're not being led by His Spirit. Amen? And, and so, you know, and, and, but see, we, we look at earthly wisdom says you didn't, that's punishment because you didn't do the right thing. God doesn't say that's punishment. It's not punishment. It's consequences. Unfortunately, the results of what you did won't bring the results of what I wanted. Amen? God had a result chosen in advance for us. He, had a, he, he has a result chosen for every person that will ever be born on this earth. His result chosen was salvation. Salvation, healing, peace, joy. He chose that result in advance before you were ever here. He already chose that for us. And, and we have to choose to be chosen so that we get the result that He wanted for us. Amen? Does that confusing? I'm trying not to make it confusing. Amen? And so, so we want to, we want to walk the way God says walk. We want to occupy ourselves in the place where He wants us to occupy. One of the first places He wants you to occupy is the place of love. Amen. He wants you to occupy the place of wisdom. If you look at the verses, we'll go to the verses we were looking at last week. Um, Ephesians, we're still in Ephesians 5. 5.15. says, see, that, see then that you walk circumspectly. Which means exactly. Circumspectly. You guys, I'm telling you, just put P-R-O-F in front of my name from now on. Huh? Circumspectly means exactly. And if you look at it, it's really good. And look at it in the Young's Literal, Ephesians 5.15. So see then how exactly you walk. In other words, he's saying, see how exact in the will of God you walk. How exactly the way he designed you to hear, see, 
your view, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at through the eyes of godly wisdom, your view of a situation will be completely different than it will be through earthly vision. Why? Because God's love, you are not. Remember we talked about the lady caught in adultery. Everybody else's view in that place was kill her. But they were looking at her through, through devilish wisdom, if you will, the law, sin. He was looking at her through love. And mercy triumphs over judgment. And mercy triumphed over judgment that day. And, and, and that's the kind of wisdom we want to be led by. We, we want to be led by, by a spirit of mercy, a spirit of grace, a spirit of goodness, because that's the spirit we're of. And, and when, when we choose to listen to other sides or be distracted by worldly wisdom that sounds good. Remember in Colossians it says, don't, don't be carried away by fine-sounding arguments. That's earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom can sound so good. I remember years and years ago, I was listening to one of the, I forget which convention it was, and, and they were sitting there talking, uh, you know, one of the Democratic or Republican conventions, and this was back before I listened with very good ears. Because <laughs> I don't listen to any of them now because they're not very good for my ears. <laughs> Neither one of them bring me joy. So, anyway, anyway. Stay away from politics. God will show you how to vote if you'll be led. Amen. But, but I was listening to somebody talk who later actually became president, and I thought, man, they sound good. I really like the stuff they're talking about. Well, of course you do, because the devil's giving them earthly wisdom. And I'm not saying there wasn't some truth in there, but there was a whole bunch of lies that could really never happen that just sounded great to my flesh. You know, it's kind of like the, today, the free, free everything for everybody, man. That sounds like wisdom to me, doesn't it? Man, don't have to work for it, don't have to do anything, just, just get it given to you. That's the best thing ever. Right. No. It's not the best thing ever, and it's not how it works. But, but this is devilish wisdom. It's, it's things that sound really good that your flesh likes, and it's easy to follow them because you don't want to go the other way. Why? Because it, takes effort. Amen? Love takes effort. It takes effort. If you're going to walk in love, it's going to take effort. Why? Because you're going to have to put your flesh under on a daily basis to walk in love. And not just on a day, on a secondly basis. Because you, you, could, you could walk out of a situation where, you just, where God just used you to help somebody and to love them, and you turn around and the person made you mad beside you, and, and you immediately went from love to you, to the old you, not to you. You're born again. You're recreated in the image of God. You don't have to be that way, but we do it. Amen? And, and we want to stay away from that. We're, we're growing out of that. Amen? We're, we're going to a higher level to where when we walk in love, we turn in love. We go back in love. We go forward and backward. We're encompassed with the love of God and His way of doing and being right. Amen? Amen. Where was I? Ephesians 15. Yeah, see then that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. And, and, and what he's saying is, use the wisdom of God 
to walk, to do the things that he's called you to do, to be the places that he's called you to be, to say the things that he's called you to say, the way he said, called you to say them. Amen? Amen? And when we do them that way, we do them in an understanding of what God's will is. Glory to God. Let me give you, let me give you a, uh, go to, go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 14. Asa. Everybody knows the story of Asa, right? Um, and, and I, you know, the one thing about the story of Asa is we need to look at that story again and over again like we don't know the end. Amen? Because you can see so much more about the human part of Asa because there's so much more about it. In, in 2 Chronicles 14.8, we know the story. His, his dad went away. Asa becomes king. And Asa had an army of men that bear targets and spears out of Judah, 300,000, and out of Benjamin that bear shields and drew bows, 204 score thousand, all of these mighty men of valor. And that's a nice size army, right? But there came out against them Zerah, the Ethiopian, with a host of a thousand thousands. And that's kind of interpreted as million. More than can be numbered is what that word, what that actually means. A thousand thousand. And then 300 chariots on top of the thousand thousand. So couldn't be numbered. But Asa went out against him. And he set the battle in array in the valley of Zephatha, of Marishah. And Asa cried unto the Lord. He didn't go out there with his thoughts. He went out there leaning to the Lord. Amen? He cried unto the Lord his God and he said, Nothing, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or whether with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest. That word rest means lean, rely on. We rest. So what it say? Lean not to your own understanding. Rely not on your own understanding. Lean to the Lord. And what he's saying is we rest on you. And in your name, we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art God. Let not man prevail against you. This is good. This is good leading. This is good following. This is good trusting. Amen? He's trusting in the Lord with all of his heart. He's leaning not to his own understanding. And in doing so, he's calling on the Lord. And this, and the Lord is hearing. Why? Because he's following the scripture, if you will, and it's not even there, out there yet. Amen? He's trusting in the Lord with all his heart. And he's going to battle against something bigger than he could ever imagine without leaning to his own understanding. Because why? If you start leaning to your own understanding, you're going to do something completely different. Amen? When we, as, as people, begin to look at situations going in in our lives or around our lives, and we make a, a choice or a decision based on the circumstances rather than our God, then we're led by the circumstance and we get the results 
that we, that we come up with. Amen? Whether they're good or bad, if it's our results, they're not God. So they didn't bring the best conclusion. Amen? And so in this case, they didn't bring... This, this brought the best conclusion. The very next verse, it says, And Asim went out against them. Oh, wait, no. Where am I at? Let's say, Asa cried unto the Lord, Thou art God, let not... So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. That's, that's good stuff right there. Huh? That, that is a result of being led by God. That is a result of doing what He says. See, you could not do that and you would get a result. And people would call it punishment. It's not a punishment. It's a result. The result was already there. It was dependent on our response. Asa's response to this was call on God. Ask God to help. Ask God to lead. Ask God to take over. And in his response, he got God's answer. And the result was the Ethiopians fled and they chased them and took their stuff and all kinds of stuff. And, and then you go on. Look at chapter 15. Chapter 15, verse 1. And the Spirit of God... No, no, second... Did I say Second Chronicles? Spirit of God. Yeah, oh, that's right. It came, came, around, came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye, Asa, and all of Judah, the Lord is with you. What's he saying? You're following him, so he's with you. Right? You know, people say, Man, I just don't feel like I can hear from God. Maybe you're not where he's at. Right? Maybe you're not going the direction he's going. I'm not saying he's out of your life, but you're not going the direction he's going. We have to be going the direction he's going to be following him. Remember we talked about that the night where we had people following him going up the aisles when he was going this way? Amen? And the direction God's going is the direction we want to go. And, and God, and he said, the Lord's with you while, while, while ye be with him. And if you seek him, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he'll forsake you. People look at that and say, they think of people. Again, don't lean to your own understanding. If you forsake God, you're going that way. And he's going this way. Amen? So you're no longer where God is. He didn't leave you. You left him. Amen? Don't ever look at God as though he's not good. He's good. He's doing good. He's acting good. He is good. Amen? And that's what he does. Thank you, Lord. So, back to back to 15. If you forsake him, he'll forsake you. And if you go down the whole thing, the whole the whole chapter of fifteen, I mean, Asa begins to do good things. He commands the nation to begin to seek God. He commands the nation to begin to do what God says to do. He gets rid of all the things that are ungodly. He even kicked his mom out. Huh? Tell me that's not somebody seeking the Lord because your family is the toughest one to get to. Because man, they'll play on you. Oh. But, but I'm your mom, son. Yeah, but you made an idol. But but I'm your mom. You know, I should be queen. It's only right. No. What did he do? He kicked her out. He made her not queen. 
Why? Because he had his heart fully set on God. And when he had his heart set on God, he was fully for God, and God was fully for him, and godly things were happening. Amen? And, and at the end of Second Chronicles in verse 19, it says, And there was no more war unto the 35 years of the reign of Asa. Now, he reigned longer than 35 years. Amen? So, in the 36th year, right? In verse 16, 1, Basha, Baasha, I don't know how you say his name, Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built in Ramah to the intent that he might not let anyone come out or go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. So is this, this, this country is coming against Judah. And the king has said, we're not going to let anybody come in your country. We're not going to let anybody come out of your country. I'm building something where they can't do it. So in, in effect, he's saying, we're coming against you just like the Ethiopians came. But he didn't say it that way. He just said, we're coming against you. Amen? Verse 2. Let's just read for a minute. Then Asa brought out the silver and gold... And here's where I want you to do this. Wash your mind of the end of this of the end of this whole thing. In, in other words, I mean, we all know that Asa. We all know how this ends, right? But but don't think about it. Just think about what he did. And think about if you've ever made these kind of decisions for yourself. Asa brought out the silver and gold and the treasures out of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and sent to Ben Hadad, king of Syria that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. Next verse. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto king Asa, and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they smote Ijon and Dan and Abelmaim and all the store cities of Naphtali. So Ben-Hadad went out and did some, did some stuff, scared some people, got things, got things moving. And it came to pass when, when King Basha heard it, he left off building Ramah and left his work and let his work cease. In other words, they left. They left. Problem solved. Right? I mean, if you just read that, stopped right there, problem solved. You know, people read that knowing the end of it, and they say, I just can't believe he did that. You've done it. We've all done it. This is the business of Christianity, not the leading of the Lord. Why? I, you know, he had, he had this, this was uh, 20 years or better. I don't know when the, when the actual battle with the Ethiopians was, but it was years and years later from this. And now Asa must have got smart because now Asa doesn't need to ask God. And see, we can get distracted saying, yeah, he should have asked God. We should have asked God. There's too many times where things like this happen in our life and instead of the leading of the Lord, we go with the answers of Dave. Right? Why? Because I've got a good answer. This looks like a good answer, doesn't it? It fixed the problem. I mean, literally, the problem got fixed right there. And, and so it looked like a good thing. But 
Obviously, God didn't think so. Why? He never asked God. It doesn't say Asa sought the Lord. It doesn't say Asa called on the Lord. It doesn't say any... Asa never mentions the Lord. He goes to Ben-Hadad and says, Hey, I need your help. Instead of to God and says, Hey, I need your help. You know, that's how we get in debt. Right? Yeah. It's it's how it's how we make wrong turns. It's how we get in the wrong cities, doing the wrong things, with the wrong people. This is because why? Because we all have our own understanding. And that's what Asa was doing. In verse in chapter fourteen, he's leaning not to his own understanding. In chapter sixteen, he's leaning to his own understanding. Why do you think God says don't forget and remember so much in the Bible. Christians are apt to forget. Amen? And, and but why? Because they're people. They're people. You know, we're not perfect, but we're being perfected. We are perfect in this respect. He perfected us. And it even said of Asa, he lived perfect before the Lord all the days of his life. After all this. Right? So Asa fixed it. You know, I remember when I first came to work for the Moors, they would say, let's do this and do it like this. And my mind, my understanding, would immediately say, why don't we do it like this, this, and this, and we'd already be done. Why? Because they didn't ask me how to do it. They didn't even ask them how to do it. They asked the Lord how to do it. And the Lord told them, do it just like this. Amen? But see, my ace of mind said, well, why don't we just call the king Ben-Hadad, have him take care of this, and do this, this, and this, and it'll all be done, and, we'll be, and we won't even have to go through all this and this. And why? Because we needed to go through this and this to get to this, because that's the way God said go. Amen? Why? The testimony's different. The results are different. It, you know, the, well, I won't say the results are the same, but they're greater because they're God results. Amen? If you didn't follow God and, and got the result, it's not God's result. Why? Because you didn't follow God there. Amen? I don't care if you were at the same place God was. If you didn't follow Him getting there, you didn't follow Him. You didn't hear His leadings. You didn't stop at all the places He stopped. You didn't go to all the places He went. You didn't hear or see all the things He saw. One of the things about wisdom is it has a view of the heart of God. And so it gets its vision from the heart of God. Godly wisdom does. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So, verse 7, right after all the problems are fixed, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because you've leaned to, because you've relied on, that same word, leaned to, what did you lean to? You leaned to your understanding, to the world's views, to the things that shouldn't be. You've leaned to other things. You've relied not on the Lord. You've relied on the king of Syria. And because you did, or you relied, yeah, you relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord, therefore the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Verse 8, Were not the Ethiopians and Libyans a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? 
Yet because thou did not rely on the Lord, or because you did rely on the Lord, in other words, you leaned to the Lord's understanding, you leaned, you, you trusted in the Lord, leaned not to your own understanding, but relied on the Lord, He delivered them into your hand. Now, it's the same king, and you know, we say, well, yeah, He'd done it once, I don't know why I confused it the second time, same reason we do. Read these things with the intent of growing, not judging. Too often we, we, we read accounts in the Bible and we judge the people in the account. You know, kind of like when the spies went into the land of Egypt and, and all the, they all said, oh, we can't do it, we can't do it. And everybody says, I can't believe they were like that. And God, I asked God one day, I said, well, I can't believe they are like that. And he said, they're just like you. Right? And they are because we all can either look at the giants or we can lean to God. And because he relied on God... Um, he was saved from the Ethiopians. Amen? And then he says, Because thou didst rely on them, you were saved. he delivered them in your hands. He said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. In other words, who have his... What did he say in the first verse we read today? Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's who God's looking for. People that trust him with all their heart, and and he said, and he said, herein thou hast done foolishly. What's he saying? You didn't use the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of man is foolishness. And because you did this, from henceforth you shall have wars. And people say, yeah, he got punished. No, he got results. The results of following God in verse 14 were victory, and a lack of war, peace. The results of not following God were war. It's not punishment. It's results. When we follow wisdom, the wisdom of man, you'll get those kind of results. If, if the wisdom is devilly, devilish, sensual, right? If, if it causes envying and strife and confusion and you follow that wisdom, those are the results you'll get. Right. If you follow the wisdom that's of God, right? Go back to James and let's read what that wisdom looks like. James, I had it in my notes, didn't I? The wisdom that is from above, verse 17, 317, is first pure, has no ulterior motives. In other words, it's not trying to manipulate something out of you. It's trying to get something to you. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. In other words, you don't have to be afraid to go up to them. You don't have to be afraid to... It's easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy. If you have a wisdom that has no mercy, that's full of judgment, and you say, well, it's just wise that we do it this way. Is it judgment or is it mercy? If it's, not, if it's judgment, it's not godly. Amen? Because he, he called us... He's, be, he's merciful, and we're to be merciful like Him. Amen? Full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. It judges right. It, it, when it does see something, it looks at it in love, it looks for an answer from love, and it reacts out of love. Amen? And in doing those things, it, it causes 
the response and the reaction to bring people out and to and and it causes success and not failure. It causes good things and not bad things. When we follow God, when we follow after love, when we seek God's answers, we get God results in our own life and in the in in the lives around us. Amen. When you begin to pray for somebody and you pray for them in godly wisdom, it says, ask for wisdom. If you lack, if you lack wisdom, ask for it. What kind of wisdom do you suppose God gives liberally? The wisdom that's from above. He doesn't even have the other kind of wisdom. So if you ask for wisdom in any situation, expect to hear a godly answer. Don't begin to hear with your flesh. Begin to hear from your spirit. And when you hear from your spirit, you'll respond out of that. And when you respond out of that, you'll respond in love and you'll respond in peace and you'll respond in, in, with no partiality. You'll inspire, you'll won't re, you won't judge because you'll realize you could do the same thing. Right? People who, don't, who, who stay away from hypocrisy never judge. Right? Why? Because the minute you judge... You're in hypocrisy because you're guilty of the same. Amen? These are not places we should go or ever be. Why? Because we're, live, we're being led by godly wisdom. We're leaning to the Lord, leaning to His, to His understanding, His wisdom, His ways, and in doing so, we're ha- getting His answers. Amen? It's without par- partiality. It's, it's without hypocrisy. It judges right. Amen? Glory to God. This is good stuff. Lord's helping us tonight, isn't He? Look at Hebrews 3. We'll close with this. In the New Testament, belief, belief, belief is how we rely on, trust in, adhere to, and cling to God. Look at Hebrews 3.12 in the Amplified. In the Amplified, Hebrews 3.12. It says, therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be any one of you a wicked, unbelieving, any one of you with a wicked, unbelieving heart, which refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on him. Unbelief refuses to cling to, adhere to, trust in, lean on, unbelief. This is what kept the children of Israel out of the promised land. It's what kept them out of his rest. If you're not in rest, you need to look at what you're believing or what you thought you were believing or what you're not believing. Because unbelief keeps us out. Belief puts us into rest. Rest is reliance. Amen? It's, it's careless. It's, it's carelessness. You have no care. Why? Because you gave that care to the Lord. And you've trusted Him to take care of it. And, and when, we, when we trust Him like that, it says, it says it refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on Him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. That's what an evil heart of unbelief does. Amen? And God swore to them that they would not enter His rest. Not punishment. <laughs> Again, results. The results of not relying on God are always the same. They've never changed. The results of relying on God are always the same. They've never changed. When we rely on God, you'll find victory because victory was already there. When you rely on anything else, 
you will find problems. Why? Because it doesn't end up where God wanted it to, where He, it, he already had a result. You, now you've got a whole different result. Uh, Asa got a completely different result. Even though it fixed it, it wasn't God results. We don't know how, what God would have done because God didn't get asked. You know, so many times of our life we say, man, I don't know. I don't know what I did wrong, but this, this, and this happened. I don't, I don't know. And you, it's like, well, you don't know what God would have done because you never ask Him. These are the results we get when we don't follow God, when we get in unbelief. But when you get in belief, amen? Hebrews 4, verse 3. For we who have believed, still the Amplified, adhere to, trust in, and rely on God. You, those who lean on God's wisdom, lean on God's understanding, lean on God's ways, follow God. When, the, when, when we do that, when we lean to that, we enter into a rest. Remember, Brother Moore's taught on a lot. Faith is a rest. If you're in faith, you're not wrestling with it anymore. It's done. Amen? When you're in faith, good things are, you're, you're, you're already anticipating good. Because you're in faith. When, when you're in unbelief, you have no reason to anticipate good because you're not in faith. Amen? It says, For we who have trusted in and relied on, adhered to God, do enter into rest in accordance with His declaration that those who did not believe should not enter in. When He said, I swore in My wrath, they shall not enter into My rest. And this He said, Although... His works had been completed and prepared before, to, and waiting for those who would believe from the foundation of the world. The good stuff is ours. It's a result of believing God. It's a result of trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not to your own understanding, acknowledging Him in all your ways, and He'll direct your path. And as He directs your path, you don't get the result Asa got in, verse, in chapter 16. You get the result Asa got in chapter 14. Why? Because you trusted in the Lord with all your heart. You relied totally on Him. And He was able to give you the result that He already planned before the foundation of the world. Amen? Victory is not something we're trying to attain. It's something that's already been attained for us. That's why we're more than conquerors. Our job is to get the victory that we've already gotten, that He's already gotten. Amen? And, and when we get that, we get, we're going to get it by believing in, trusting in, adhering to, and relying on our Lord. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding, earthly wisdom, sensual wisdom, devilish wisdom. When you, it's easy to test, right? If, if it feels selfish, if it makes you afraid, if it's confusing, if it's born out of envy, if it causes strife, it's worldly and devilish. Amen? But, it, but if, it, if it's born out of love and it brings peace and it, and it shows mercy... And, it's, and, it, and it has an ease about it, then that's godly wisdom. And that's the wisdom that we should be following, that should be leading us at all times, and can lead us at all times. We just have to choose 
His results first. We have to choose to look to Him in every case. It's not a bad thing to rely on the Lord. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. You got a song, Jackie?